0: Good evening, colonists, and welcome to Slow Motion Triple Feature, a podcast in which three friends watch three movies over the course of three weeks. Each month, a different friend will select a different triple feature for their friends to enjoy and discuss. Slow Motion Triple Feature is one of the many fine podcasts brought to you by the American Friend Institute. Kit, would you tell us a little bit more about the American Friend Institute?
1: Um, okay, okay. Um, the American Fred Institute is an organization that honors the heritage of the motion picture arts. We, are, we produce educational podcasts about film, including Adam Sandler, Life in Pictures, and have curated a jury-selected list of the 100 greatest films of all time. The American Film Institute was founded out of our mutual disgust that The Exorcist was not on the American Film Institute's list of 100 Greatest Movies. It's also not on our list because no one nominated it. I think we all probably thought someone else would do it. The American Friend Institute does not recognize the existence of any Star Wars films. On an unrelated note, Star Trek II The Wrath of Khan is the 61st best movie ever made.
2: Yeah, I think I agree with that. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, think, I think, okay, so he, you're really, you're not on the ball today. Mm-hmm. You, you got You gotta. You gotta step up your game. I think it's really important that the listeners know that, like Mike and I, we're fully vertical, right? We're. <laughs> I'm sitting ninety <laughs> degrees with the floor, and Kit is fully in bed with the covers up, <laughs> laid down, and the mm-hmm. microphone just kind of like pulled up on her pillow. <laughs> this also, is- in
1: mm-hmm. the dark,
2: and her eyes are closed, <laughs> so she might this be is- sleeping.
0: <laughs> yeah, this
1: is what I just want you guys to know. This is what happens when you assign a scary movie because I okay. had to watch The Witch and then I had to watch like 11 hours of The O.C. after that to kind of watch it from my brain and I still had nightmares. <laughs> my God.
0: All right. <laughs> well, this is all Andrew's doing. Keep that in mind. Yeah. I was picking out Disney movies for you to watch and you were having a blast. Sleeping like a baby. All right. <laughs> um, um, I am your host, Mike Keller, and I am joined today by my good friends Kit and Andrew. Uh, tonight, or today, or this morning, we are starting Andrew's Puritan Chicks triple feature, which you're free to rename that if you'd like. I just called it that, if you know.
2: Yeah, it definitely v- it sounds very Mike, you know.
0: <laughs> I love chicks. Um, what can I say? Um,
1: I mean, that's what they are.
0: We could call it Andrew's Puritanical triple feature, or pure. Uh,
1: but it's women.
2: I need it. I yeah. need another P word. Puritanical.
1: Pussy. Oh yeah, there
2: yeah, you go that's fine. Andrew's gonna uh, that'll, that'll look that'll look good on Spotify and iTunes. <laughs> What's like another late
1: name for women that starts with P <laughs>
2: Um Uh ooh, I don't know.
1: I don't know. Pussy Havers?
2: There you go. <laughs> that's great. That'll work. <laughs> you really cracked this one. <laughs> For any Puritans penis, joining us today, penis I Penis
1: Do you like that better?
2: How about uh,
0: Andrew's Puritan Ladies Triple Feature?
2: Wow, there's so much respect in the, You know, I mm-hmm. love that. That's beautiful, mm-hmm. Mike. Always mm-hmm. the feminist.
0: Mm-hmm. I have always been that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> with uh, we are So we are starting Andrew, Andrew's Puritan Ladies Triple Feature. With 2015 slash 2016's *The Witch*, directed by Robert Eggers and starring Anya Taylor Joy, um, had uh, Andrew. Had you seen this before?
2: Uh, yeah, I saw it in the theater. Okay, not, tell us not since. But okay, I was going to say, tell us a little bit
0: about why you picked this, or if you want to introduce your triple or anything like that.
2: Well, I mean, this one was hard. Um, I had a. Lo- I had spent like. Two and a half weeks trying to figure out what I wanted to do for my triple, and then um there yeah there's a couple other movies. there was one other movie that I wanted to watch with you guys, um, and then we're watching, and then one of you threw out this one, and I was like, oh, that would be fun um that's really all there is to it, my man yeah. um but yeah, I saw this in the theater when it was when it came out, and it. It, it is like there's kind of a thing going on in horror for like the last, I don't know, 10 years or something it's like some some idiot called it elevated horror, which mm-hmm. I hate. But um this is kind of it's which, sort of that. It's kind of a film.
0: Sorry to jump in. Not to be confused with elevator horror, like uh, like the devil um or, de- or the right, shining it's or the shining. Exactly. Yeah. So there's a lot of. Just wanted to jump in. Yeah. In case the listener was confused, I apologize. So I know
2: I think that I'm glad you were here just to, to save the moment. Um, That's what I'm here for. But, um, yeah, I think this movie is, it feels a little bit more of an experiment than that. Like, it doesn't feel, hmm, it doesn't feel as self-important to me as, like, some of the horror, and I'm not saying that there aren't great, like, some you know this movement or non movement or whatever it is in horror cinema right now isn't like great. There's been some really really good uh, horror movies in the last you know decade or less. Um, so but yeah, there's there's it's it's interesting like the language and all the attention to detail. There Robert Eggers kind of has this like his style is just like learning everything about a thing. Mm-hmm. And having everything be as period accurate as he possibly can, uh, and I, that's that's cool. Uh, most people would not do that. Most people <laughs> just go and make their movie. Most people aren't concerned. And like I I I decided to watch it this time with subtitles because apparently, like the language in it is very like just the way people speak is very. Uh, accurate but or close to accurate you know maybe some some i'm sure it's some mid ground but it's just like my you know modern day baby ears can't can barely like hear what people are like just Mm -hmm. understand what people are saying and so it's like i just need to see it written out um Nobody said YOLO. It was kind of weird. Like, at, at no It point. was weird. Yeah. It was yeah. weird.
1: I thought maybe they were speaking Spanish or something. Yeah. Because I was like, if I hear YOLO, then <laughs> I, I know. I just, like,
2: we don't use words like Dost and List, you know? So, it's just, like, I need to just, like, it's just helpful to see it. Anyway, uh, I think that's cool. I think it's a cool thing. Mm-hmm. Um. But, uh, yeah, we can talk more about that. Yeah. Yeah, I watched it with subtitles, too, this time, actually. Partially just, uh, I had a
0: hard time. I watched it later, and I have a hard time with the volume. On my speakers, like it'll go from like, especially a movie like this, it goes from very quiet to like, boom, a big musical cue or something like that. Right. And it's like I feel bad for my neighbors, so I just watched it with subtitles, kept it quieter. Um, yeah, and I guess r- with your triple, you kind of shaped this around wanting to watch Fanny Lie delivered eventually. Is that right?
2: Yeah. Again, I think one of you suggested it, <laughs> and it was like, oh, that's a great idea. Right. Um, well, but that but was yeah. Like... That but that became the linchpin of like my entire trip. Like, how do I make this all so we can watch a movie I really liked from two years ago? Okay.
0: Cool. All right. Well, Kit, uh, you had not seen this film before.
1: Well, yes and no. This quick answer is no. Yeah. The more complicated answer is that when this movie came out, Lee saw it and he I think loved it in the sense that he had, the way that it looks is great, and the specific images in it were really good and scary, and it's obviously like a well made film. But he was also very pissed about it, and he kept talking to me about it and being and being like like wanting me to figure out why he did not like the movie or what he didn't like about it. But I haven't seen it. So I had to just talk to him about it for hours and try to guess what he might not like about it from like <laughs> what he was telling me. And eventually I did figure it out. I, I cracked the code. Okay. And I explained the movie to him that I hadn't seen. Um, and the thing that he didn't like about it is that he, the first time he saw it, he viewed it as critical of religion in a way that made him uncomfortable
0: okay
2: um
1: I don't think he saw it the same way this time and I don't see it that way but
2: I don't yeah I don't think I think it's much more focused on like like a I don't know patriarchal society and like male ego and pride and all that shit Hmm.
1: I don't know about that
2: oh okay well sounds like we've got a discussion
0: (laughs) (laughs) um Yeah, I guess I had seen the film before. I don't remember if I just said this or not. Um, I saw it in theaters uh, when it came out. I really I liked it quite a bit. Uh, I kind of remember what, like, you know, Andrew's talking about. Like, there's like I feel like ever since House of the Devil, there has been these kind of like indie artsy like uh, horror movies, some of which are really good and some of which are just interminable. Like I hated uh, it was another A24 one. Like they come at night or something like that. Do you remember that one? Yeah. Or it like, comes at night. I can't remember. Yeah, that's it's it. Comes Did you at like
1: night. it follows?
0: It I loved it follows. I think it follows is great. Yeah. Um, but that's the
2: thing. I think the one I think the ones that were. I mean, nobody's really talking about it comes at night. You right. Know? Like no one talks about that movie anymore. Yeah. I think it just, you know, it's riding that A24 wave. So it gets a lot of buzz. And then but like it follows is still just like mm-hmm. so fucking good yeah yeah that's a great movie
0: yeah and so i feel like it's been a little bit of a mixed bag but as somebody who loves horror it's been really nice to see some like i mean like the witch uh i i would throw the lighthouse in there even though it's not exactly what you think of when you think of a horror movie i think it's pretty easy to put in that genre Uh um, sure. uh i'm not nuts about like Midsommar and um hereditary but i think that mm-hmm. they're well made and i think that they're interesting and that's fine like you know it just it I- doesn't neither of those uh strike me that deeply but i know a lot of people really like them
2: but would Um, you would you agree that it's it's cool that in this cinematic environment that like movies like that are being made
0: yes exactly yeah and that's like i'll go see whatever ari oster does next because it's like yeah i mean he's making you know interesting movies you know yeah Um, yeah, for sure uh but yeah but i'm if i had to choose between oster and Agers, i would definitely go with Agers um sure but uh but yeah anyway so yeah I, I saw it in theaters i enjoyed it i remember we saw it at the alamo here in kansas city i saw it with my old roommate and it was a bummer because at the end it was like i can't remember if it was like people started talking or just kind of like making a little bit of a scene um and it was like i don't know if it was teenagers or what um but they were like i think it started like somebody screamed and then they all started like laughing with each other and I was, and it was like oh man like this you know like, I love seeing a movie in a the theater, but when you get people that are like, especially at a horror movie, that are like disrupting it in that way, it really, it makes it hard for you to experience the scariness oh, sure. of it. So that was a little bit of a bummer. I, last night was the second time I had watched it, and uh, yeah, I really liked it. But yeah, it sounds like we've got plenty to talk about, so enough about me.
2: Um, I don't think this movie is that scary.
1: I know. I almost think it's not a horror movie.
2: Okay. No, it's, it's for sure a horror movie. Come on. got It's got to be. It's just not. It's it. It's sort of like um, it. It reminds me more of like The Shining in a way. Yeah, like very the much probably like Scar- The Shining. In that, yeah, it's more about that sense of like that sort of like sense of dread in your gut, and not about like you're on like tense pins and needles. I mean, there are a couple of good, well, not good, but just like a couple of scares, like mm-hmm. traditional kind of horror scares. But most of like, there's so many just like. You know, long shots of staring at the woods and like a shot that is innocuous but becomes scary, you know, as yeah. it as it lingers longer and longer, making you more uncomfortable. So it's stuff well, like and that. And they have just... like
1: the scariest music.
2: Yeah. the music. Yeah. that helps too. That's, played, defi- right? that's definitely horror movie music. They could
1: be shooting a baby giggling <laughs> and playing that music over it. And you'd be like, what the fuck's wrong with this baby? I mean, they
2: do play the music. They over do. The yeah. Baby. <laughs> another um, thing one thing about uh, one thing I really just off the top w- really like about this um movie that I think it's both maybe the least interesting thing about the movie but also the thing that makes it uh, a horror movie um but I like that the the existence of the witch isn't uh like vague I like that it's not yeah. some, i feel like a lesser film or just a different film but would be. You know, the, the, the route to go would be it's, it's uh, you know, it, it, it may or may not exist, and mm-hmm. we leave the audience in a question mark. Um, so I like the idea that the movie almost opens on a baby being smashed and then wiped all over a naked witch body.
1: Lee, I should mention, Lee did cut this movie for me, but he only cut, like, a minute okay. out of it, and he put up subtitles of, like, what's happening. Like, it was, oh. like... Uh, A scary crow.
2: (laughs) (laughs) He cut the crow out? That's the thing he cut?
1: He cut several things. He cut the baby being smashed. He cut the dog dying. He cut... Okay, that's good. You didn't have to see that. So, like, that's the thing is... It's, you know... I, I I feel like I guess it's important for me to 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 explain that caveat for this podcast is like <laughs> I've seen this movie, but I haven't seen the things that are that make weirdos like Lee like it. <laughs> I think, well, and then even some those, of the plot is advanced in those moments. But Lee was sitting next to me, so I could ask him what had just happened.
0: Yeah, I feel like those. So there are some pretty like just disturbing scenes in this movie, but they're all done really well. Like it doesn't feel. Uh, like gratuitous. it's horrifying stuff, but it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't feel gratuitous. Like the mm-hmm. thing where they kill a baby. Um, you I don't hate that. See it. I hate I hate killing a baby in a movie. I hate killing a dog in a movie. Um, yeah. But to me, they do it in a way where it's not like, isn't this
2: shocking? Like they do it in a way where yeah. it's just like, now you really are scared of this witch. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's, you know, it's horrifying. With, yeah. With the with, with the baby, it's just it's a, you know, you it's like a baby at candlelit with nasty old witch hands, and then. You see a knife, yeah. But like it does, there's no actual violence that happens to the baby on screen, right? And then it just cuts to, like, a what is it, like, like butter like turn or whatever? Is that what is it? Pe- pestle, pestle, uh, pestle. Where they grinding? Mm-hmm. I think that's how you yeah, say. Yeah, like pestle? like the medicine thing. Yeah. Yep. Mortar, but and, pestle. Mortar yeah, and pestle. it's anyway. big. Yeah. Anyway, and it's just like, I mean, it's horrifying, but yeah, you don't have to. They're, yeah. They're not subjecting you to watching it. And then with the dog too, it's like. You hear the dog off camera and and then you see just like a pile of fur with some blood like you don't even I don't even think you can. Like, I don't think you would understand that it is the shape of a dog without, you know, the the prior association. Right. Yeah, no, it's
0: good because it makes it I like I prefer that. I mean, it depends on the movie, but I tend to prefer that style of violence in film where they let your imagination do plenty of the work and that draws you in more it makes you more scared um yeah that said it, it, a movie it, it, like yeah, I agree dead alive it, it, where it's just like splatter it's like that's fun mm-hmm. in its own way but it's that's not what they're going for here so anyway exactly sorry.
2: yeah no no it's just it's truthful to what the movie is but yes. yeah like i mean yeah sometimes gratuitous violence sometimes you know setting a precedent that like children and dogs can die in this movie yeah uh in a in a horrible way is a i mean which this movie does but yeah it just it depends on the movie but mm-hmm. yeah i i tend to agree with you that Less is more, yeah, yeah, um, well, so
0: where should we start? You guys were kind of uh jumping into the
2: themes. um well, do you want to continue smarter than me so I'm I have a feeling that she'll convince me
1: <laughs> I don't disagree that it's about uh patriarchy at all. I just think it's in like that was another one of the things that I think Lee was not. Liking or was conflicted about the first time he saw it, that he was like, "It's projecting this 21st century way of looking at the world onto these people." Mm-hmm. Um, but now, having watched the movie, I'm like, <laughs> "I found the, the I found the film extremely empathetic toward." possibly more so than I would be as someone who (laughs) like you know I'm not an expert that's not my time period exactly but I've you know I have read the documents that he used to make this film and you know I, I I think Calvinism is probably the reason that I kept studying religion because I think anybody who comes across who learns about them or comes across like the, you know really gets into the theology of, of puritanism the your first reaction is like what the fuck are these people like this is fucking insane <laughs> and then I wanted to figure them out. So I kept learning about it. And eventually I got to the point where I'm like, okay, I'm pretty sure that they're right. Like this is the right. (laughs) Yeah. Christianity. (laughs) Or at least I appreciate. It feels like Christianity. They, I, I I admire the way that they follow the implications of what they believe so rigorously. Mm -hmm. Like they take, they take what Martin Luther kind of introduced.
2: Um, are you to talking the world. about? Are you talking about Calvinists in general? Or are you talking about this particular family?
1: I'm talking about Calvinists in general.
2: Okay, but thank you. But
1: but I think this family. I think it's why. Like yes, absolutely. Like the. <clears throat> I think I was expecting, based on what I'd heard from Lee about the movie, for the film to really be about the dad, like destroying his family. Right. But I think it's really pretty clear that he, he's deeply flawed. He's incompetent at the things that he's supposed to be good at, you know, to provide Mm -hmm. for them. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: But he's not the only character who is flawed. He clearly loves his children there's the scene where he's talking to his son. His son's worrying that he's going to hell. Yeah. And that conversation, I think modern audiences watch that. It's a, I think it's a really great scene because I think we hear what he's saying and we're horrified by what he's telling his kid. <laughs> like that he won't just tell his kid, don't worry, you're not going to roast in hell. And your baby, your baby brother is a brother, right? Is not yeah. roasting in hell. Like, it's fine. Like what he's telling his kid is horrible and yet I think maybe I'm assuming too much, but I also think you get in that scene that he's that he's being very loving toward his son within the framework of belief that he has. What he's saying is the most comforting thing that he can say yeah. no, to his I, kid. Yeah, I love
2: that scene. Like um, it's very good. Um I agree with you. It I think I'm just Still very very angry at William in that scene, just because I'm like looking at this poor child who feels like he has to worry about burning in hell, hmm. and that's fucking infuriating
1: to me. I think, but I that's just, not. Mm-hmm. Go ahead.
0: I like it because I feel like it's a much more honest answer than yes. Like everything will be fine. Your brother will be fine. Like he he's just yeah, like God knows we don't know you know. Uh So yeah, I think it's, I, I like it. But a lot. I
1: mean, I like that boy a lot not- too. Yeah, all the actors. I thought all the actors were great, he particularly is, yeah, like those little, those little ki- the twins. I was like, "You're very
2: good." <laughs>
1: yeah. I don't like, like Lee doesn't like Scary Kid, and so he's influenced me to be very like skeptical of Scary Kid. <laughs> they were so good yeah. and like funny and scary. Yes,
0: and so fucking um, annoying.
1: <laughs> and the way when that little girl would say like "thou," and she said, "What is this?" She says something. I be a witch. I think she says something like that. I be she's the having witch to of the woods. say to use this language that is like certainly not really familiar to her yeah. outside of this script, and it felt very um, embodied. Like mm. when she would say that shit, she sounded like an annoying <laughs> kid from the seventeenth century. Yeah, <laughs> um, it was really good. But I think I I think that the movie is. First of all, I felt the historical accuracy or inaccuracy doesn't matter, but for what it's for what it's worth, I felt like it was awesome that I could pre- like predict developments in the plot based on the accuracy of the film. Like I was like the woods are going to be the primary antagonist of this movie the you know the mom's flaw is that she's going to grieve her children too much for these for these people like that it was that it was accurate enough that it knew enough about like calvinism and puritanism that those theological beliefs are what is driving the plot and that culture is what is driving the plot to the extent that just knowing about it allows you to like know what's going to happen in the plot know that they're going to talk about you know the the book and her signing her name and all this stuff like that was like that was pretty cool
0: mm. yeah and i think to really to judge it from a feminist perspective of like is this about is this movie against the patriarchy or whatever like we would have to know more about what uh <laughs> what caused them to leave the colony or wh- wherever they were. Yeah. I, I guess at the beginning, cause we don't know. He basically, he just, he feels that they're on the wrong path that the the town elders have made some sort of mistake that goes against the Bible or goes against God and then they leave, but we don't know what it was. And so it's like, we don't well, know until later in the movie that like, you know, he says like he was too proud. He was wrong. He, you know, mm-hmm. maybe he should have admitted that he was wrong at the, yeah, or yeah, clearly by that point. Um, but yeah. I think
2: you get, I think you get almost all of that from the shot of them driving away from the plantation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's such an inti- important shot. Yeah. It's him. He's driving the, the wagon and his entire family is staring back at their home. They're leaving longingly. Right. It's sure, the shining. No, yeah. What's that? Yeah. <laughs> it is. It is the shining. It's the, You're right. It's the beginning yeah. of the
1: shining. Yeah.
0: There's a lot yeah. of Kubrick stuff in this. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: yeah, no, that's that's true. Mm-hmm. But it's like at the same time, if we're going to like get into it and like evaluate the ethics of, you know, a certain character, it's like we don't really like we don't have enough information to say what his exact mistake was. But yes, you're right. Like that is visually communicated to us. Like uh, the family knows that or the family seems to think that he's in error uh, that, you know, mm-hmm. and so it's indicated to us that, yeah, this is right. Plus the shot right after the wagon shot or, the you know, I guess it's a wagon um, is uh, them just in the corner alone in these woods that don't look very welcoming. And so you're kind of, it immediately sets like this is going to be, they've entered this, you know, uh, they've left civilization for nature and it, it does not look good for them. Um, So, so yeah, you're, you're right. That's it's there, but to, yeah, yeah, I guess, sorry, that's all I had to say. I read,
1: (laughs) I read a really interesting review by, not a review exactly, but like a commentary by a Catholic person it might have been on a catholic website i don't know but i was like (laughs) i was like i feel like i know where this is going but you know i think there could be some truth in it because there's also a lot of parallels to the scarlet letter not just because it's puritan but also because eggers i think has suggested that this is kind of Or at least people have interpreted as being somehow about the birth of, you know, America, basically. Because anything about like Puritans kind of is that in a way. And it being like him exploring like his New England paths, which is exactly what Hawthorne said he was doing in in Scarlet Letter, and Mm -hmm. it even has that tag at the end that says, This actually happened, kind of. Although, you know, which is like the custom house opening to the Scarlet Letter, except it comes at the end, which I think is a, a mistake, but whatever. Um, but I, this Catholic commentator was like, you know, a lot of times what the the home that they're longing for is not just like the plantation they left; it's England, right? Like, yeah, yeah. And he was this writer was talking about how okay, so it's like <laughs> we have a break from the papacy due to, a break from the church, due to, you know, for various reasons. Um, We have um, then a break from uh, England. The Puritans are like, well, Anglicanism is not pure enough, so we're going to (laughs) come to America and do our own thing. And then in this movie, we have the dad, who's like, you know, there were figures like that. There were like Anne Hutchinson's and people who were like, you guys are wrong about what this is, so we're going to (laughs) start, I'm going to start teaching my own thing. And I can't remember if the elders ask him something like this, but there's something like, so like you think that you don't, they ask, they ask William something like you think that you know better than anybody else here. Basically you're saying you alone have like (laughs) knowledge of God, which is like exactly what, um, what's his name I can't remember I think at the Diet of Worms or something uh Luther was asked you know the 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 kind of defining question of his life are you alone wise and the answer to that was like kind of I yeah I guess so (laughs) like that's sort of like the foundation of Protestantism is that this one person or this handful of people knew something that the church body altogether didn't know. And as a result, like it's just been nonstop, like splintering since then. And I think in some ways I, I I think I read the movie as being about like the birth of individualism in a way and how these, like this religious mentality leads to um, a breakdown of community because it's like it it kind of, I mean, what Protestantism kind of authorizes and I say this as a Protestant is if your community has sin within it or is corrupted in some way, then the way to deal with that is to break from it is to leave. And William does that. And then one by one, all his family members do it to him basically, which is like, he's like, you know, blaming his kids for shit that he's responsible for. And then In response, like Anya Taylor Joy is like, well, the twins—they're the like. If you're saying I'm the devil, I'm gonna say they're the devil. Like, it just becomes this like finger pointing until she's the only one left, and then at the end, I guess she at least has some kind of community (laughs) again.
0: (laughs) See, I feel like yes, but I also from where where I was watching it, just with just with regard to the last part of what you said, I kind of feel like once she is standing at the edge of the woods playing peekaboo with the baby and the witch or who knows, like, you know, sees her and takes the baby. I feel like the whole rest of the movie, especially the second time I watched it is the trap that Satan has set for her. Like he plays the family against. Yeah. So I don't know how that would play into reading what the author's intent was, but I did look him up afterwards. I was like, is he Mm -hmm. a religious man? Like, like, uh, but is, what is this? Is this a book or something? What's that?
1: No, Agers. Oh, Agers
0: yeah. Okay. You're just talking yeah. about Agers. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. The, the director I meant. Um, but which I thought it was, it was, uh, once I kind of was like, oh yeah. So that's like what's happening. It's, you know, so through the goat, he's playing the twins against the family. Uh, all this type. I don't know. It was interesting. And it, I guess it made me feel. Maybe less critical of the dad, uh, like you feel kind of bad for them, even though he's clearly oh, sh- made this mistake. Um, but sorry, I guess I kind of lost my thread. But I think,
2: but I think that's you know, I think that's what Kit was saying about you know, the movie being empathetic. I think a lot. Oh of, yeah, yeah. I think a lot of the empathy that we feel as a viewer uh, comes from the fact that we know that it's not completely this dude's fault. Right. Like maybe the inciting sort of, you know, moment. Uh, comes from a place of I don't know pride or whatever but yeah ultimately it's
1: why it was stupid of him like because if they already believed this about the woods like they know basically before they go there they're like Satan and witches are in the woods
2: right do they live in a place that's surrounded by them
1: exactly knowing that they decide to go somewhere where they're even more isolated than they were before yeah
2: Do they say
0: that early on? They know that, like, there's evil in the woods or something? No, but
1: I'm saying they didn't develop that from, I think, moving there. I think that's something. And that is something. My One of my friends wrote probably the best dissertation I've ever read. And it was kind of about the development of... uh, She had an early chapter that kind of started in the 17th century about... The association of like darkness and blackness with like evil. Mm-hmm. And that she wrote about how a lot of that, or some of that, has to do with the woods. <laughs> like, what a threat being just utterly surrounded yeah. by uncultivated <laughs> nature when you're this little tiny party. Yeah. And that's where, you know, that's where Native Americans were. That's where. Um, All kinds of dangers lay and all of these myths start, you know, coming out of, you know, this this fear of the woods and like the mom just being like, don't go near (laughs) the woods. Like, obviously, that's like kind of that's like a persistent thing in in folklore and stuff. Um, But things were just so dire all the time and like life and death for them that. I think it probably took on <laughs> an even like more intense valence, but that's yeah. just kind of I think I think I typically don't like things. I don't like stuff about witchcraft where witchcraft is real, typically, mm-hmm. because I think the more int- generally, I think the more interesting story is the fact that a bunch of people were killed for no reason. like like there weren't really like i find it somewhat insulting sometimes when it's like a bunch of people were murdered and we're gonna say like oh but they really were witches okay so what's your take
2: on hocus pocus
1: (laughs) that's a great movie and very fun
0: (laughs) um Um, um, so contradictory there but you're so yeah the the so i i wrote paper on um the yes the english witch hunts and from the 1640s and uh my whole the whole point of my paper was so and not not to quibble, but you said like this all happened, like these people were killed for no reason. And my like what I was trying to look at and I think what the movie does, like we were talking about with the empathy. Like the uh, Yeah, um, that there was a reason we it's just it's foreign to us. Like we don't really get it. There but, was a
1: reason, but not, it wasn't that they were witches is what I mean.
0: <laughs> right. But again, I, I I would say you look at the people and it's different in like Salem and stuff like that but especially when you look at like like the continental like witch trials and things like that mm-hmm. um you can kind of see like the types of people and you still see these types of people in the world today they're just not regarded as witches that need to be either burned at the stake or whatever um but which i think we've talked about that before that was a continental thing that wasn't i guess something yes. they did in the people states
1: where they were only hanged or like stoned i think in yeah. the united states yeah. Or yeah in america
0: but but in europe like um you know so they, they were witches, but like, were they flying on broomsticks? Well, it's like, we can't really prove that. No, they weren't. But yes, we think probably know that they were not. But uh, <laughs> but like, were they killing babies? Like, were they stealing babies and killing them? Maybe, you know, like uh, uh, what else happens in this? Oh, and like the, you know, the the boy is uh, was a Caleb when he goes out into the woods. Once he's alone and he come, he approaches the little witch, you know, cottage or whatever. Uh, and he's, you know molested or something you know something witchy happens to him but it's like maybe mm. that was uh some maybe if something was happening to their kids they would have explained it as witchcraft and now we would be like well that person you know molested the kid or you know whatever and like people still steal babies uh, you hear about that that like from hospitals
2: and stuff every now and then so anyways uh I'll, i think um uh, i w- I watched a a little featurette and eggers was talking about uh You know, how these people were basically living in, you know, like fairy tales and reality were just kind of melded together. Mm -hmm. And so they're sort of living in a fairy tale. Um, And I don't know. I thought that was I thought that was really interesting. I feel like when you whenever somebody makes a movie uh, that has, you know, supernatural supernatural aspects or, or anything to do with witches or whatever, it's just very, very different than this. Yeah, And it doesn't feel as lived in. Um, and so there's something interesting to me about the idea of like, oh, we're living in a fairy tale. Um, you know, the witches in this are, there's really, other than that one shot of which appears to be illusion, um, you don't really get any sense that the witches are even... Human to some degree. Like they're very primal and animalistic. And um, I don't know. It's just, it feels to me like a, a real fairy tale, I guess, mm-hmm. to me. Like it's, there's nothing, um, it's not fantastical in the Hollywood sense. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, I, it, it I know... feels
0: like it is. So any any supernatural element it feels like it is from the perspective of the uh, what the 1630s as opposed to Ex- like like yeah. a hollywood trying to explain yes. it to an audience from the 1990s or the, whatever
2: the, the witches that we see in this movie feel like and i don't know this to be true but just like it feels like this is what people were actually afraid of when they were afraid of witches yeah mm-hmm. you know not bucks and babes right. uh with seductive stares
1: though there are those too, i guess mm-hmm. in this movie Um, yeah, it's interesting, like, reading interviews with Eggers where he'll say stuff that it's like, I feel like I know what book he read. Like, there's a book by David D. Hall called, uh, Worlds of Wonder Days of Judgment that kind of gets at that, like, he was, he's really trying to show that these people were living in a, like, a world just kind of, like, immersed in this kind of, in this kind of stuff. Um, and, uh, you know believing the kind of popularism thing like and and it's also like this this is a time when the most prominent men in history from this time like the Mathers and John Cotton and all these people and Winthrop are cataloging witchcraft <laughs> and monstrous births and in like extremely gory detail like I'm surprised we didn't have an exhumation of an infant, you know, in this, in this film, because that was just like something that those dudes (laughs) were doing. Um, They were obsessed with, uh, like, it's in, I think it's, there's something unusual or at least it's not that it's not the case in every like epic of religion that the foremost clergy are also trying to prove all these like weird, like kind of folk belief side projects to Christianity, you know?
0: Yeah. (laughs) You know, um, I think when you were talking about earlier, the, uh, I guess like the woods and darkness and kind of the origins Mm -hmm. of all of that, it I had never made this connection but it made me think of Antichrist the Lars von Trier film and mm. I feel like this movie is very much in that same vein uh like different movies but just like watching these people from yeah. civilization just like enter nature and just be destroyed <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, um and then, I mean I think a lot of the themes are similar uh and then you've got I mean even like like you know from Antichrist like the uh um the I guess it's a fox like the chaos reigns type of thing. It's like, that's, uh, I think there are a number of scenes. So, yeah, I wonder if he, I'm sure he saw that movie. I don't know. I wonder if he pulled from that consciously or, uh, anyway. Yeah. Um, what do you, Andrew, do you have, uh,
2: yeah. Um, I mean, most of what I would talk about in this movie is (laughs) sort of the, just, the, like, the way it looks is really interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I've kind of made this point, but just, like, how it's not... It's so different from how a movie like this would normally be made. Um, you know, I admire the fact that, like... I mean, everything kind of looks like shit, you know? Um, the, the woods are like there's there's those there's so many shots of the woods that don't feel like movie woods to me. They feel like just actual woods that you like people have trouble walking through. Yeah. Um you know, deadfall everywhere. Um I don't know. There's something I think there's there's something kind of gained from doing from from shooting a movie like this. You know, there's no crane shots really. There's no uh like the camera's pretty st- yeah. You know, there's some tracking shots, but it's pretty static a lot of the time. Um, the way it's lit too is uh, it feels all like almost entirely like uh, mm-hmm. natural lighting, mm-hmm. um, which you know a lot of movies will kind of they're, they're sort of mimicking mm-hmm. natural lighting, but it doesn't necessarily feel like actual lighting. Like you'll get like a fully lit face, but then you'll get like flicker so that we we know that it's a candle. Yeah. It's I think like...
1: they did a little bit of a Barry Lyndon because I the, the production designers were talking talking about, they were sort of listing the things mm-hmm. that they knew were inaccuracies, which were all extremely minute things about like all of the cloth of the costumes not being hand woven and, and <laughs> sure. the windows being too, but like they made the windows of the house bigger than they would have been so that more light would come in. They yeah. lit way more candles because candles, I mean, you wouldn't, waste candles like that but like that suggests to me that's like well they really are trying to light this then with daylight and candlelight as much as possible
2: yeah yeah and um uh what i gonna say oh another thing that was really interesting um and maybe kind of a problem like part of a problem that i had with the movie is that you know the dad is sort of they sort of (laughs) establish in no uncertain terms that the thing that this dude is best at is chopping wood. Mm-hmm. um, And so I actually find it all, like a little, like I feel like their house needed to be even shittier. Like I needed to see like stuff, feel like it was going to fall over or something. Because the idea is that he built this house, right? Yeah.
1: I guess okay. so, yeah.
2: <laughs> and, yeah. So he builds this, I just, I yeah. So I guess I had a little bit of an issue with that where it's just like, this feels too, complex for this dude like there should be there should be this this house should be more decrepit or like falling down or you know there should be some sort of complaint happening about their dwelling um but that's pretty picky nitpicky um another thing about uh the sighting of the house that i i I was watching this featurette and they were talking about how you know they tried to be as as they're Mm -hmm. trying to be as period accurate as possible and, like, they couldn't find anybody to do... They, they filmed in Canada. They couldn't find anybody there to, like, produce the planks for the siding of the house. So they, like, had to get some, like, old dude in Massachusetts who just, like, knew how to do it. And then they just had to ship every single plank there. <laughs> um, anyway, that's fun. Stuff like that's fun. Yeah.
0: I think that's really cool that, like, there's still somebody, like, he's still a filmmaker doing stuff like that.
1: Yeah, Because he works yeah. on houses the guy works on houses from that period in that area so that's why like he knows how to he knows how to do it and there was something he told some funny story about um how like still that wasn't really they weren't doing it accurately enough for Agers that they like the way that they actually built those house houses was with, with like posts yeah in the ground
2: mm-hmm.
1: and he really wanted to do that and the guy was like it's winter like i can't dig a post right now and so he just had to settle for them like not being built exactly the same way
0: see and that so i've seen him talk a little bit in interviews and if he was he seems very personable he seems like a very cool guy but if if his public persona was just like a little more like precious or something that would be just so annoying to hear totally that agree thing. <laughs> but i like, think
1: it's because he was like a costume designer and a yeah. production designer i think yeah but i'm like that doesn't bother me
0: right from like yeah. so from <laughs> if it was like someone little... who
1: hadn't done that job it would bother me <laughs> yeah
0: um yeah so i think that that's like it's not it's not that i want to see that in every director necessarily but it's like he seems like a cool dude so i think it's cool that he's like doing that and like you watch the lighthouse and it's like there's just a lot of like i mean yeah it's it's clear that he's like doing this out of love and not out of like trying yeah. to be like you know i mean clearly he loves kubrick but he's he's he doesn't seem like he's like trying to be the next stanley kubrick necessarily or who, who it's
2: knows ni- it's nice when you see somebody who is uh obsessed with you know detail and i think a lot of people maybe roll their eyes at that level of of obsession but it's nice when it like pays off in in a right. meaningful yeah. way
0: yeah definitely um that was you mentioned the costumes that was one of my notes i had that. I really thought the costumes were cool in this movie. Like they look cozy. They do, kind of. Yeah. Like yeah. And the kids just look so funny, like the two twins. They just look so funny know. in their I
1: It's so cute outfits, them standing there. Yeah. It's like cute and funny, but it also adds obviously to the menace that they're like dressed like little adults. Yeah. So much.
2: Yeah. Um I think I think William looks really cozy. It made me want to go out and buy uh <laughs> like a double XL t-shirt and uh and I like love that size kind of size 48 pants yeah and yeah. just tie them with a rope as long as you uh, weave it yourself you, you know as as, yeah. put the
0: yeah. uh giant like uh ghetto bugs bunny uh and, you know <laughs> press that on yourself <laughs> <laughs>
2: we, um we gotta bring that we gotta bring that with like a no fear shirt or something yeah like that. yeah i used to have <laughs> those in, i used to have several of those in fourth grade you could probably use
0: um <laughs> but uh the big dog maybe anyways big dog yeah trying to look at my notes sure. um so my first note, I didn't take notes while I was watching the movie, but I fast forwarded and took notes to kind of like remind myself. Um, so just on the film in general, I said, I really like it, uh, but the ending doesn't sit well with me. So, and I kind of wonder if this is what you're talking about with Lee. Um, but I said, beyond just wishing, wishing that she would have rejected Satan. Uh, Cause like, you know, it's cool. Like the image at the end with like, where they kind of like they're floating in the air uh, and all this type of thing like it looks really cool and it is scary and I understand it's a horror movie, but I felt like it would have been cool uh, if she had seen that this was a trap for her like, you know, and that like her whole family was dead because Satan wanted her and if she had like, I don't know, like if she had just like called it and then like, you know, it probably wouldn't have been like a happy end for her in that case. But um,
1: but I think with all her family being dead and her being alone in the woods, right? I con- personally I don't know. I don't fucking know what the what the ending means or whatever, but I think the way it hit me was now she might as well do this. Right. She has nothing but that's There's the trick. nothing left. There's no reason left for her. I I think in a way it could be her seeing through the trap. Because
0: I don't think so. I mean, cuz the idea would be, he's he's mm-hmm. pulling her away from God. And so, I mean, he, his, he,
1: yes. Meaning I'm saying Satan got what he wanted.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Right. But I
1: think I kind of saw it as a slightly different thing from like, oh, let me entice you to join this. If it's like, or, or manipulate you or trick you into doing this. If it's instead like, okay, well the rest of my family's dead. Right. So well, well why I, the fuck I, I think, not?
0: <laughs> I think she gives up out of despair, but I think she doesn't. Yes, and I, I guess yes. what I would have wanted to see is that, like, she or what I would have wanted her to see is, uh, like, the the despair was brought on about or was brought on by Satan, who is yes. she's then joining with. Yes. So it's like, well, he, you know, he won. And
1: despair is a very key word, and like, you know, I think well, probably the primary way through which satan works on people right so that's a good i think she i think she's
2: also choosing to allow you know her parents agency and and you know hold them you know her father responsible for his decisions and the things that led to where they are and also i think um you know i think it's it's a little bit of like well we tried it that way and that sucked I mean seriously. Yeah, I, I, know. Know. I know. it just rem- it just reminds me like yeah, I don't I don't know if I agree that she sees through the trap. I just think I think she sees I think she gets some sense of like the situation for what it is. Yeah. Um Yeah, and I don't
0: totally blame her, I guess. I just I think it would have been cool to see in a movie like like her be like aha
1: but yeah. it's like but here's the thing if if <laughs> gotcha. the, if the gotcha. if if the if the god that she has been promised mm-hmm. is this indifferent to suffering right then is he, is there a difference between god and satan at that point if god allows this to happen to her right Seemingly, it's not just like
0: I understand that reasoning. Yeah,
1: right. It's not just that. It's not just that. Like God allows suffering. It's that He seems so absent. Right. Do you know what I yeah. mean? Like oh, I not only <laughs> absent, but also but also letting, <laughs> but also letting. It's it's like a it's like a triple whammy because it's like okay, really bad stuff happened to our family, and we're in the middle of the wilderness. You know in, a, in both a physical sense and in the sense that it feels like it sure doesn't fucking feel like there's any god watching out for us here. Right. And three, if there is a god, he's letting his adversary <laughs> destroy us right. without intervening in any way. Yeah. So I, I I I feel like if if there's a theological point <laughs> to be made with her joining Satan, it's probably something to do with an indifferent. You know, at least Satan wasn't indifferent to them. I guess
0: sure
2: yeah <laughs> paid a little it's attention also just like well what am i gonna do now i mean yeah i mm-hmm. think there's some there's su- some sense of just like self-preservation happening here sure that's sure. yeah
1: i think that's how i think that's how i see it is right. yeah. like what else is she gonna fucking do <laughs> so it's like he won but i i feel like her eyes are open in a way maybe to what has been done? to I don't know. Maybe, and it
0: is—it's it's fairly ambiguous at the end. Like, we're, yeah, we're not well, like Lee, sure I think
1: thinking. Lee thinks that it's not really happening. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um or he thinks it's ambiguous whether that is what really becomes of her, or if it's some kind of madness. I don't think or so something. because
2: the existence of the witch is not ambiguous.
1: I know, but I do think you could watch this movie and think that it is. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Yeah. But I I I agree. I don't think that's what the, I think for the move. I think within the logic of the movie, the you know the witch is real, the devil's real, all that stuff.
0: Yeah, I saw there was something on the IMDb trivia, or it was maybe on the Wikipedia where there's like evidence uh, of like a fungus on the corn that like that, yeah. that got or ergo I don't know how you say it. But uh, I, yeah, I didn't notice that. But I also think that like there's so much stuff that happens in this movie that like simple you know, hysteria or hallucination would not uh, But the problem, explain. the
1: problem that I have, I don't have a problem with it necessarily. But the thing with the devil being real and the witch and all that stuff mm-hmm. is like the kind of stuff that happens in this movie with this family, this family is in some way a microcosm of the wider Puritan, Puritan community and the atrocities that actually were committed in a way mm-hmm. right yeah I think so. and those atrocities were committed out of a belief that things were happening that weren't happening in the sense that they're like this is witchcraft and people are being accused of things that you know whatever like what you're saying like whatever whatever kernel of like thing that may or may not have been real that may have initially put suspicion on this person. It's like people managed to do this without the devil being actually doing it. I don't know. Is that unchristian of me to say <laughs> that I think that the, that the Puritans weren't actually being acted upon by the devil in the literal sense that they themselves well, believed see, they were?
0: But if you break it down, and I'm no theologian, but <laughs> uh so there's the devil and then there's demons and then there's just sin in general. And so I feel mm-hmm. like in most of these cases and then even in the historical cases it's the sin, it's the weaknesses of the humans that yes, are Yeah, that's being, what, yes. Yeah. So that's it's not oh, and and maybe that's in God's defense. Like the, <laughs> I I don't know um that uh you know the people have these weaknesses, they need to lean away from them. But there were these situations in history where they didn't. I mean, yeah, that is right. history. Um, and so, uh, That's what I'm saying
1: that like, then I, like, I don't know. Maybe what I need to get is like, I didn't enjoy this movie. I didn't, I didn't like it. I got to the end of it and I was like, I don't really know why I watched that. Yeah. Like that's, and I think part of it is like, I do think maybe part of it has to do with making the devil real in the sense of like an agent, you know, physically on earth capable of doing things to people mm-hmm. when the kinds of things that happen to this movie in this movie are the kinds of things people do without that kind of supernatural intervention yeah, also.
0: I get you. Yeah.
1: And it made me wonder, like it kind of made me go like, I, cause it's about me. It's not about the movie. The movie I think is probably great. Everyone loves it. Every, all my friends who li- like, who like horror think it's great including lee like lee really likes it even though it like messed him you know it made it made him uncomfortable for certain reasons and it just made me go like do i not like horror because this is a really nice well done like top tier in terms of production like self-contained little horror movie yeah and it just leaves me feeling nothing (laughs) basically I yeah, don't know why. I mean, I
0: mean, it, horror is not a genre for everybody. And it's also, it's a, you have to be able to take some sort of pleasure in the displeasing
1: exactly. know, nature of horror. And I think I'm definitely missing that, Gene. Yeah, I do fine. not like. <laughs> that seems valid. Very, yeah, I don't, I. <laughs>
2: First like, she says she doesn't like horror. Next she's going to say she likes all music except rap and country. <laughs>
1: but see, that's, Andrew, that's exactly why this upsets me. It's because I'm like, I don't want to be that kind of person who's just like, this is just a whole genre I don't like. Which, like, it's not. I like, I like the Thing. I like the Exorcist. I like Carrie. Yeah. There's certain things within it that I like. You know, that's fucking like,
0: great. Like, the Thing and Carrie. I feel like there's huge, I don't know. He must just, yeah. Sorry, I didn't. I interrupted you. I you mean
1: because there's, because there's. Like the scariness.
0: Well, so the thing I just watched the thing for the first time in years the other day, and I don't know if you guys have heard. It's a great film. Um, <laughs> really, really good. It's Number so three on the too.
1: American uh, Friend is the toot List. Is it, it really? Top okay. Top one hundred movies. Yeah.
0: It is a great movie. Um, but while watching this, I could obviously not help but think of the thing. Uh, I was thinking about the Shining, uh, and then you mentioned Carrie. It's like, yeah, this is good. this is Carrie. Like, I mean, in yes. in some ways, this is a lot like Carrie and stuff like that. So it's like he, yeah. Uh, and, but it's not, and it's it's not like he stole from these movies or something like that. Not it's at like, all. No, yeah, it's just that's that's. But what's he took scary the and...
1: best ideas from them. Yeah,
0: he really did. Yeah, I
1: do think this is his first feature, right? I know. Yeah, yeah.
0: this is his debut. I think uh, that's real.
1: That re- it's really brilliant. Yeah. It's really of sm- because he did by doing the historical thing, he was able to showcase the production and costume design side of himself mm-hmm. in a very like. I don't know straightforward like I'm going to make these as historically like historical accuracy like I said earlier I don't think it really matters in whether a movie is good or not Mm -mm. but it's a way of creating a world while having a goal in mind as Mm -hmm. opposed to like if you're doing outer space like you could do anything (laughs) if you're doing you know like sci-fi or whatever but this is like we ha- we know what we're shooting for and we know we can hit it so it's like a practical limit for someone making their first movie and also to do something that looks like barry linden with four million dollars yeah is really impressive, really impressive making it yeah. making it about isolation means he doesn't have to have that many characters there's basically one set you know yeah there's one there's one location and there's like the woods um and then and then like all of the work went into things that weren't that expensive like the amount of historical research he did and the way that he wrote the script using like real texts and everything all these things that get and using i think religion is a good way to bring a ton of like like bottomless psychological depth to your movie like we can see anyone can see whatever they want in this movie because right. it's so simple. Yeah.
2: And also, you know, it's uh it's so simple, but also like I'm I've been reading about like just the production and this was like an incredibly difficult movie to make. Yes. <laughs> uh like it, like like yes, the you know, the 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 isolation and stuff like really helps like keep it simple uh I think from like a, a story perspective, but like mm-hmm. They're also just actually isolated. And so yes. Like it's just a, a very difficult to shoot in those. Like a uh, reading that when they, you know, when Thomason is like cleaning uh, her father's clothes down by the creek mm-hmm. or whatever. Like even just that's not like right next to the house. Like they have to travel to that location mm-hmm. and getting to it is very difficult. And like the dolly is sinking into the mud as they're trying to get these shots. Chief. Wow, And, you know, um, and then working with the goats apparently was like a nightmare. Yeah. Um, And they had like three goats originally, and they were all supposed to be very different from each other. And what they were left with was one goat who would either sit still or chase the lead actor. (laughs) (laughs) Or the the William, uh, the dude. Yeah. Um, So anyway, I don't know. It's just. uh, It's 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 a four million dollar movie um that looks incredible. Yeah. But like also just the there's this there is this added layer of difficulty from, you know, having four million dollars and also the choice mm-hmm. to make a movie like this too. Like I don't think you choose to make this movie for forty million dollars. Because then it's not this movie anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um so I think there, you know, I think this is like a matter of like budget and vision lining up kind of perfectly um but yeah it is it is it honestly it speaks to it speaks very firmly to the need for budgetary constraints in movies you know like a a a creative um sort of perimeter fence or something that just Mm -hmm. it it's you know, the idea of a filmmaker coming in and 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 knowing what their movie is down to the dollar is kind of a cool thing. You know, just thinking about the way big budget movies are made now. And um, I remember after the Avengers came out and they were making Iron Man 3 and the Avengers was really, really successful. And I remember Marvel just went to Shane Black and was like, Here's another twenty million dollars. See what you can do, and it's like that's. But that's that's fine for that movie. But I'm just like I'm just thinking about like how, you know, I mean that the, the point of that movie is very very different from the point of The Witch, obviously. But it's just very interesting to me, thinking about, um, thinking about the way money can impact a, a, a movie, you know. Having mm-hmm. too much of it can be a problem as much as having too little. Honestly, having too much of it might be more easily a problem than having too little of it. Because at least when you have too little, you have to think about things a lot more.
1: Well, we might, I mean, it might speak to the thing we're always wondering, which is, like, what happened to Tim Burton? What happened to, we Mike, no. last week we were talking about, like, Robert Zemeckis, um... And these guys who get to the point, both technologically and financially, they can do whatever they want. Yeah. And their movies become absolute dog shit. Um,
0: yeah, that's, I think it's all. Know. Yeah, definitely. But, uh, do you know, ah, oh, sorry, I was slumping over. Um, for The Lighthouse, do you know, did he have, like, a substantially higher budget, or? Um, I think
2: he did have a higher budget, but let's find oh i think that movie was also substantially harder to make too no
1: were they really on the ocean no no.
2: guys it's the same fucking budget for really that's awesome that rules so maybe he's aware of that that constraints like maybe so that would be good it's possible he does keep making his movies with a24 and like all of their movies cost four million dollars so okay um, that is, could be uh, it too. The new one, the Viking one, is that going
0: to be a twenty-four and everything? Because uh, he's got quite a cast,
2: so I didn't know if that would. Yeah, happen. yeah. This this movie's gonna. I'm I'm interested in seeing how he does it the third time around because he's definitely going bigger with his next movie. Yeah, like no question, it's a bigger cast. Um, already like that's a big thing, like big movie stars, that kind of stuff. So I'm just I am very very the northman that's what he's making yeah and doesn't have anything about budget
0: yeah yeah and i'm sure that got kind of fucked up by all the coronavirus stuff too so maybe it's yeah but that but but his next
2: movie has like a couple scars guards nicole kidman willem dafoe yeah anya taylor joy's coming back so yeah there's a whole
0: he's he's at least not going to direct a star wars or a marvel movie uh, yeah
1: that's yeah
0: not not, I don't to be know against, you would... not against those movies i just mean in terms of what you're talking about with like sticking to those constraints and a budget uh,
2: yeah for sure but this is like the, he's so different uh from other kind of like indie directors that get swept up by studios yeah. like i don't know they wouldn't know what to do with him yeah i mean already big studios don't know what to do with like du- you know directors who make a small movie that's incredible Mm -hmm. but like i think of i just don't think i think he's so niche in what he does like there's just it just wouldn't make any sense yeah yeah you know what i I mean yeah like it's not like it's not like agree yeah it's just (laughs) it's not like he made it's not like colin trevor who made you know safety not guaranteed which is like a cute movie, mm. you know? So it's like, okay, well, this guy clearly knows how to make a movie that's, yeah. that's pleasing to the crowd, so let's give him $5 mil- billion and go right. make a shitty movie. Um, you know, this is, it's it's just, like, the thing he does that's it's so specific and so driven that it's, like, I don't know how any, like, executive is just like, oh, this guy should be directing the Monopoly movie. Yeah,
1: <laughs> you yeah like, you can't, you couldn't give the... Um the uncut gems guys like yeah. a Marvel movie right
2: right yeah there's just I hope, yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah we'll, I hope. we'll we'll see we'll see what happens
0: I do feel oh. like for a while that they were grabbing people where I was like I was excited to see what their next movie was gonna be and it was like oh it's gonna be a Star Wars movie okay you know like not and again Star I'm glad that people enjoy Star Wars and there's definitely um a place for those movies but just like you would see, and I can't think of an example, but like you would see a movie and you're like, this is cool, this is like personal, and it feels like they were really into it and they're, they're going to be a good storyteller. I can't wait to see what they do next. And then they would kind of get well, swept up into that. It whole
1: seems thing. to have worked for his name just went out of my head. Coronavirus, what can I say? TL, TLJ guy. What's his name?
2: Oh, Ryan Johnson. Oh, Ryan Johnson. It
1: seems to have worked over. Like he just went, he like,
0: Right. And James Wan example. and
1: then I went think. back yeah. to Yeah, James Wan obviously. Although I will say James Wan seems He's the rare breed who seems meant to make both kinds of movies or if I, anything yeah. Oh, yeah, more meant so. to make crazy blockbusters.
2: It is it is pretty crazy like thinking about how they swoop they grabbed this horror director who like his career is so interesting to me cuz he made Saw, he made us he made a a, a short film that I think Harvey Weinstein bought and then he directed the feature saw, which isn't like a great movie, but there's interesting things about it, I think. Mm. Um, and then he just like makes kind of terrible movies for a while. And then it's not until the first conjuring movie that people started caring about James Wan again, well actually insidious and then the conjuring on a more like wide, you know, but, mm. um, Just going from, like, The Conjuring movies to Furious 7 is, like, the greatest leap I think (laughs) I've ever seen. And he knew what to do. He knew what to do, yeah.
1: Yeah, I think that's really cool. And had an
2: incredibly challenged production. Like, I remember when that movie was coming out and just being, like, because I love those movies. And I remember just being, like, man, I'm so scared this is just going to be so bad because... Mm -hmm and it's great. It's so much fun. But uh and emotional and po- it's probably the my favorite in the entire series. Um I don't know, we're kind of getting off on a James Wan tangent. But uh yeah, I think that guy's very cool. And then to go from that to fucking Aquaman is Yeah. It's very cool. And now he's going now he's doing uh his next movie just like a horror movie again, like a little low okay. budget horror movie. Cool. So, yeah. yeah. It's I cool. Think- it's cool when they can kind of get back to that. But I think of like I'm thinking more I think what I'm trying to get at is I'm thinking of When studios do that, um, you know, I think about, like, Marvel grabbing Joss Whedon. Joss Whedon was not a traditional, like, a successful director in the traditional sense. Like, Mm -hmm. his movie prior to that, you know, he'd made a movie eight years earlier that bombed pretty horribly. But was pretty good. Mm -hmm. But, like, that's just not usually how, I feel like a lot of times, how directors, like, move upwards it's like it's got to there's got to be some some level of like success um but like i don't know i know i'm kind of uh kind of meandering here but i'm just trying i'm trying to figure this out yeah i'm trying to figure out why these guys because like i guess joss Whedon doesn't really work because uh you know he was he was just like a comic book guy and that's why he got Mm -hmm. hired yeah um and a writer but like maybe shane black is a better example yeah shane black made uh you know kiss kiss bang bang and then i think his next movie is iron man 3 you know so it's like where does that make sense yeah
1: i think well it also but i mean it's another writer so maybe they were you know that's true picking guys who they knew could i mean and same of same with james gunn i think james gunn even though he directed obviously is kind of known as a writer in a way and they also picked him um
2: yeah, maybe there is like Maybe that maybe it's an attempt to. I mean, maybe we're just talking about Marvel specifically now, but it just like maybe it's an there attempt is nothing to else. like I know, yeah. <laughs> maybe it's an attempt to create like personality in a situation where it's kind of it's such a machine that it's hard yeah. to have any. But like, if, well, if we're talking about like these three movies, like, yes, the Avengers feels like a Marvel movie, it also feels like a Joss Whedon movie, yes, yeah. Iron Man 3 feels like a Marvel movie through and through also kind of feels like a Shane Black movie. You know, like, there are notes of Lethal Weapon. There are notes of Kiss, Kiss, Bang, oh, yeah. Bang. Oh, yeah. And the nice guys and all that stuff. And then, you know, there's... And then James Gunn, obviously. Like, yes, definitely a Marvel movie. But also feels a little bit like Slither and some of the other trauma stuff. Like, there's there's some of that stuff percolating in there. So, but now, yeah. I don't know how that any of this connects I to wonder, The witch. Yeah. I
1: wonder if it's like a comic book mental or a comic company mentality because i'm not certain about this but i think isn't the writer king in comics like you you, you'll either you'll have like a sometimes writer artists but often like a writer and an artist and i think the writer is the king
2: yeah the writer in that world
1: not the visuals
2: yeah the writer creates the the as i understand it I took a comic book class in college and like we had to make a comic book and like explore the process. But like cool. the writer writes the story and then creates like detailed notes for the artist to create. So like usually when you're writing a movie script, like it's kind of looked down upon for the, r- unless the writer is the r- director for the writer to like give visual notes. Mm-hmm. But in comic books, it's kind of the opposite where the writer absolutely gives visual notes. Interesting. Anyway,
0: hmm. Well, um, did you have more notes on about the movie that we watched, The Witch? Yeah, <laughs> just to bring it back around because we've been going for a while. Um, I, I, I've got a few left. I don't know if we touched on some of them.
2: No, not really. I mean, this stuff is—it's—it's. It's, I really, really like this movie. It's a little—it's a little difficult for me to talk about. Obviously, mm-hmm. like Kit's education is—you know—has gives her a way in, and then I mean, you guys both are religious, so that gives you guys a different kind of perspective than I have, I think. Um, but I do like it. I do think it's very interesting. I think it's one of the better horror movies to come out in a long time. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't really have a ton to say. So, um,
0: with, with regard to that kind of like the non-religious perspective, uh, did you, I can't remember if it was you or Kit said earlier, did you find this like
2: scary or, um, no, I don't, I don't, I find it unnerving. I find it unnerving, uncomfortable. Yeah. Okay. Which is, which is, I think, a very good, like, I think some of the best horror movies all have kind of that, that have that uh, attribute where it's, it's not scary, it's, it's not scary in a, in a, you know, sort of, like, there's no, it's not the anticipation of something jumping up behind you and grabbing you. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just like an underlying unease. Um, do you feel like, like it puts sh- you in their head pretty well, or were, or were you? I mean, it seemed like yeah, I did, do. Yeah. I mean, I think all the care Yeah, I think I think all the characters and their motivations are very well outlined. I think this this movie is m- more to me a you know a family drama than mm-hmm. than yes. a horror movie in a lot of ways. Um, I do think it's a horror movie, but I think like i was watching an interview with Anya Taylor-Joy and she was basically saying, you know, like i while making this movie i constantly forget there's an actual witch because it just feels so much you know, there's so much detail and um and and and, and whatever else being put into you know, the breakdown of this family that it just feels like a you know, a domestic drama. Yeah. So, um which i think I, I think is true and i think that's You know, I think that's very important to the horror aspects, too. Um, I think I think this I think this makes this is what makes the movie, you know, not just a creature feature and just more accessible to people. Yeah, I think, you know, all these all of these characters have, you know, flaws and motivations and things that that Mm -hmm. we can all understand. And it's not just about being afraid of what's in the woods. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's plenty to be afraid of just in existing in this place with these people, yeah. you know, like there's, there's nothing in this movie that really says to me, these people wouldn't have been fucked without, you know, if there right. hadn't been a witch in the woods, yeah. yeah, like their demise had, it feels, you know, you know, we, we talked about that shot earlier where they're, they're on the wagon and it's just like, that shot is so important. And part of the mm-hmm. reason is because it feels like their fate is sealed. From, yes. that, from that moment, that's the horror of it all. Is is that's that's where the that's where the unease begins. Mm-hmm. Is just like these people are clearly making a mistake. You know, it just yeah. feels it's like it's, it's like really watching cool. the, It's like watching the Donner Party take the the wrong exactly. Turn, you know,
1: <laughs> exactly. I think it's like the best moment of the movie in a way because you know, I you somehow and there's no it's not, I mean there's no. Dialogue, there's nothing. It's just purely visually tells you they're mm-hmm. fucked.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um so yeah. So yeah. I think this is uh it's a very good movie. Yeah. That's my
0: take. Yeah, I like it
2: quite a bit. Um Yeah, and I was curious it's how nice, it would hold it's up nice. It's nice when something when you watch a movie and it's like it's it's so full of life and complexity, but and and there's stuff to talk about, and you're gonna yeah. be able to draw. You're gonna be able to draw from it, you know, on on later viewings, but it doesn't feel so far up its own ass that,
1: mm-hmm.
2: y- you know what I mean? Like yeah, there's, definitely.
1: Yeah, especially like a. Pe- I think, you know, you guys would know, but I think the elevated horror thing, the like period horror, can often feel up its own.
2: Yeah. <laughs> ass yeah, for sure.
1: In a way, um, it would have been very, and everyone. Like everyone t- Lee also kind of doesn't like that they the dialect that they use, I think I don't know, maybe just having read it, I'm like, I think that's cool that he did it that the way that he wrote the script sounds really cool to me mm-hmm. um I
2: think it's a I think it's a slippery slope when you start doing things that impact the audience's ability to literally understand what the characters are saying, yes, and you I know? did miss it's, a lot
1: of a lot of it yeah. for sure. I
2: mean I think about I think about the lighthouse is is sort of the same way mm-hmm. and I mean Bane. Bane <sighs> but is I, the same. Bane way.
1: obviously but I think it I think it helps in a way because this their way of life is like so foreign to us but also very recognizably sure. human. <laughs> So, like they talk in this way that is like almost <laughs> how we talk like it's almost our language yeah but it's right. just off enough that like we can't really understand it but it doesn't alienate us so much that we're like we give up on trying like it's kind of like we're trying t- i hope i mean i hope people who watch this are like also trying to understand like their religious worldview and their you know like yeah. their situation like but sure. it's hard because it's so fucking weird <laughs> to us
2: i mean really thinking we're about it, it's like this is an incredibly daring uh movie to make yeah for your first movie yeah to make a move to make a movie that is set and filmed in the middle of nowhere in a harsh environment uh with animals you know, and you, children yeah using animals and children the two things you should <laughs> probably avoid um and then doing so in a way that maybe a lot of your audience is not going to be able to understand. Yeah. Um, But
1: that's that's... the other thing that a small budget helps with. I mean, yes, the stakes were huge career-wise, but, like, well, you're only going to lose $4 million. You're not going to make, like, a $250 million Western with, like, cannibal bunnies and, (laughs) like, a lady with a wooden... Leg with a gun in it that a guy ate, like you know, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like if you're gonna make a movie that's as weird as, say, The Lone Ranger is, maybe don't spend 250 million dollars <laughs> on it, maybe spend four million, yeah,
2: exactly, yeah. And I mean, this movie did well, like it, yeah,
1: 10 times it, its budget,
2: yeah, which is it's, I mean, that's incredible.
0: I, I think, think even just outside the box office, I feel like it's it's lived on, it's remembered, way, yeah, yeah, very yeah. few movies have sure. yeah. in the last five years, um, definitely,
2: yeah. I, I I agree. Lighthouse too. I think the Lighthouse will, will have a similar I have even less ability to understand that movie. I feel like that Man. movie will also I I also think l-
0: I'm going to try to work the
2: Lighthouse into a triple feature because I love it. I would movie. really like Please to talk don't about me. it. Yeah. I would, I'd mostly like to listen might be to a you guys talk about it cuz I don't it's like I watch it and I I it's so visually stimulating watching that movie, <laughs> Yeah. But it's just like it's it is genuinely difficult to <laughs> I mean, I think, like, you kind of get the the overarching themes of the movie, but just, like, fault, like getting into, like, the granular yeah. is just, like, it's no clue. No yeah. clue. <laughs> uh,
0: what did um, you say, Kit? Did you say you're excited to watch The Lighthouse? You can't wait. No, I she said did. That might
1: be that might have to be a tuple. Okay. I don't think I'd watch that movie. It's a little bit, like, I honestly almost feel like physically I would not be able to. It might be like Speed Racer, where, like, Speed Racer <laughs> I'd like to see, but I think it would give me vertigo. <laughs>
0: The and I feel like
1: the lighthouse might be similar.
0: I think if you can do the witch, I think you can do the lighthouse. Yeah, but I didn't is, enjoy I the
1: witch. The is... witch.
0: What? Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. we're not here
2: for fun, Kit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're not here to make friends. We already are friends. That's right. <laughs> All right. Um, one other thing that I do think is very, very awesome about this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe the best thing about this movie is that it's only 93 minutes long. Yes. Indeed. I know. Pretty I cool. was so, so short, happy. <laughs> That's so I, it cool. It made
1: me love him because that's the other thing. That's the other thing about like not being pretentious is like he made it ninety I'm minutes. Gonna, that's he's so like, cool. I'm gonna get
2: in. I'm gonna get out. You know, I don't want to take up. I like a director who walks into the room and says, "Hey, everybody, I just I don't want to take up too much of your time, but here's what I have to say."
1: <laughs> and it went by, and it did it. You know, for just being about people in the woods, it it wasn't slow. No, no yeah, no.
2: good, good, good pacing.
0: No long, good clip. Um. Yeah, so I think we've mostly covered everything. So I said, Mm -hmm. very strong debut. Love the attention to historical accuracy and the costumes. I loved Caleb. I did mention that earlier, but we never really talked about him that much. But uh, has he been in
1: other stuff since then? So
0: he looked really familiar, but I looked at his IMDb and he wasn't. So he must look similar, I think, maybe to like The Kid in Mud or uh, Mm. something. His name is Harvey Scrimshaw. But that whole scene. Where oh, my he God.
1: Was he not? And he wasn't in the lighthouse.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, there's only two people in the <laughs> lighthouse pretty much, though. So. Um, but uh, but the death scene where he, you know, he kind of comes back after he's been witched. Uh, but anyway, I just like I mean, what, that kid's like maybe 10 years old. That was insane. Um, so kudos to Harvey. Yeah, I th-
1: he's a really good actor. Yeah, I- they all were. And I guess that also probably means that Eggers is a really good director of actors to get those performances out of kids.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um I saw that A24 got this film endorsed by the Satanic Church for marketing purposes and that was done that's against so cool. <laughs> it was done against Eger's wishes. Um yeah. I wonder which, why. <laughs> it why was, it was how the hell would they do that? Well I i don't know. It's Hollywood.
2: They have to, you know That's like that's like that's like the equivalent deciding. of that's the equivalent to me of people putting like uh, Church of the Flying Spaghetti Ma- uh, Monster on their yeah. like Facebook profile. Or Who something.
1: was yeah. this? Was this um? And that's nothing against the Church of Satan. I don't have a problem with the Church of Satan. I just think do you it's have, the have a problem with the Church
2: of, of Church the Flying Spaghetti Monster.
1: Yeah, that's lame as hell. But <laughs> do <laughs> I have yeah. a question? How early was this? When? Where was this in like a 24s evolution into like the last bastion of you know, so independent filmmaking or whatever?
0: It it was at Sundance or. The festivals, at least in twenty fifteen, um, I feel like this was one that kind of like established them. There were there were movies okay. before this, but uh, so
1: maybe they didn't figure out that they were like elevated horror at that point. Maybe yeah. they didn't know.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't think we were quite there yet. I think because that-
1: that's a very that's a very like um, Blumhousey kind of. Thing. Thing to do in a way
0: <laughs> yeah it felt weird it was like yeah like or even like william castle or something like um,
1: exactly well yeah and i think of blumhouse is more in that vein than a24 is yeah. a24 is just like a boutique studio that happens to make horror yeah more you know i don't know
0: anyways so there was that i had that from there. my notes uh there's so two uh goya paintings are kind of recreated yes uh, which is Sabbath and which is flight. So that's kind of cool uh, for Kubrick stuff. I noted like, yeah, Barry Lyndon, uh, the candle lighting uh, and also just like staging shots to look so much like paintings. I mean, not even just recreating like the Goya ones, but there's ones that aren't even to my knowledge, recreating a specific painting uh, that just look like art uh, either of that mm-hmm. time or a little bit later. Um, then you got the witch in room two, three, seven, you know, in the shining, you've got the old hag in two, three, seven, and then you've got the witch in this oh, one yeah. that gets Caleb. Um, also, in The sh- in the Lighthouse, when whenever we watch that, whether we watch it as a tuple or as a uh, trio, uh, there are multiple play- uh, points where it's just like straight out of The Shining. Um, so we can, you know, look forward to that one day. Uh, so, yeah, anyways, he must really enjoy the films of Stanley Kubrick. Uh, also, I watched uh, The New World the other day, the Terrence Malick film. Mm-hmm. And uh, which, I feel like... Which that- cut? So I watched the... I can tell you. I think it was the extended cut is what it was called okay because there's like a, a which is pretty recent i think yeah like, it was the one that criterion put out yes it was the extended cut for well no no okay so it was the extended cut from 2005 the
1: new world is criterion
0: uh criterion put it out yeah i mean they put out the oh. disc uh, with with multiple cuts so it was theatrically i think it was new line and then yeah on, yeah yeah criterion put out a special edition a few years ago that had the theatrical cut the extended cut from like the 2009 blu-ray and then it had a new cut that was like, I don't know, some first cut that Malik screened somewhere. But uh, I kind of read that the extended cut was the one to watch. So I watched that. And I'm 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 not nuts about Malick, but uh, I thought it was good. Anyways, I thought watching that and then watching the witch, they, they would pair together very well. Just like a lot of that attention to, you know, historical yeah. detail and all that kind of stuff.
1: I thought um, about Last of the Mohicans watching this i've never I seen think Lost just of, like Lost
0: movie games.
1: forest movies i do not like that yeah it's way too scary it's there's, so oh, it's scary. great
0: it's a great movie mike there's a far well, side because cartoon. it's michael
1: mann who's like yeah. like nobody's b- better than michael mann as we were just discussing at like action scenes that feel really real mm-hmm. and in this one it's like people scalping each other and sh- it's it's fucking,
2: there's there's a couple <laughs> it's worse action than beats. Machine the, guns. <laughs> there's a couple action beats in Last of the Mohicans that are like top notch. Okay. Yeah, that one's definitely also, on my list. Also
1: That's... um what is it stay stay alive no matter what occurs I will find you.
2: Great. Love it. Great.
1: That's what Paul DDL. Paul F. Tompkins used to go to break on his <laughs> podcast by saying that. It's <laughs> really it <was> amazing. It's <laughs> great.
2: And it's DDL it's DDL like delivering that like it's it's awesome. It's yeah. like it's like totally like a Hollywood movie line, but like, yeah, it, it's, it's like the only time that I can think of where we got to see Daniel Day. Well, then he jumps a down a
1: waterfall after that.
2: <laughs> so. Right. But we, we never got to see him like do that kind of no. like Hollywood kind of action movie sort of big it's cause it is kind of like a, it's a big romantic kind of crowd crowd yeah. pleasing sort of movie. Okay. Um, and we never got to see him do that in anything else that I can think of. So yeah, I like yeah. that movie's special to me. In a I might have to ways, bump that but up. It's not—it's not like amazing, but there are things that I really like about it. Yeah, um,
1: it's definitely what Scarlet Letter is trying to sure, do.
2: Sure, yeah, for sure.
0: <laughs> um, okay, so are there any more little stragglers, or is it time for the cruise minute?
2: Mm, no, we can move on.
0: Okay, time for the cruise minute.
2: Yep. I don't. I don't have anything. <laughs> I w-
0: the only thing I thought of last night was mm-hmm. that I am I'm very close to watching Jack Reacher for the first time. I haven't quite gotten to it, but it is in my blu ray stack slowly <laughs> moving toward the top.
2: That's so great. That's so great, dude. <laughs> it's one of my one of my favorite dad movies. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you it's recommend like it. A, you you said it's the a, second one not so much, but the first one. Is oh, good. it's horrible. The second one's okay. horrible. But yeah, the first one is like it's like a top-notch Redbox movie. Okay. It's it's <laughs> like it's like the best movie that blockbuster tried way too hard to shove down your throat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. it's very much it reminds me so much of just like uh you know, Tom Clancy's X. Oh my god. Um yeah. but with Tom Cruise. And there's a there's a couple of really 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 good action scenes. Also, it's Christopher McQuarrie. So, it's oh, pre I didn't know that. Mission Impossible. Is- yeah. Okay.
1: Who did the, the, he didn't do the second one though, right? Or did he? No,
2: No. Edward Zwick did, but Christopher McQuarrie was basically, so Christopher McQuarrie wrote, uh, I'm working on a triple where we watch Christopher McQuarrie movies and they involve Tom Cruise, but aren't mission impossible movies. Um, good, but basically he wrote, uh, Valkyrie and I think that's how they met or started working together. And then, and then he just started rewriting all of Tom Cruise's movies and then he did Jack Reacher after that, and Jack Reacher was his, I think, the, his first directorial effort since Way of the Gun, which I love. One of yeah, my faves. that's a good one. Um, but uh, yeah, Jack Reacher is is there. There are things about it that are just like okay, this this feels this feels like a book. You'd buy it Safeway. Yeah, were
1: were right? those car things? The car behind the scenes stuff you sent me was that from one or two?
2: One yeah the okay. car stuff is awesome there's an amazing car chase in jack reacher also um yeah they would basically shoot the movie during the day and then they go shoot the car chase at night and so tom cruise would sleep like three hours a night um okay. but yeah there's there's That's great like action beats there's a really funny action uh, fight scene that takes place in a in a in a bathroom and it's just these dudes trying to beat up tom cruise but they're too big and the weapons that they have are too large for the room (laughs) so they just keep hitting other things very funny anyway is that movie
1: how violent is that movie i mean i know he only all he does is fight
2: yeah it's like it's like a little bone crunching you know but no there's no there's no mean it's pg-13 violence there's no actual and that's fine there's no blood or anything
1: maybe i'll watch that also
2: Werner herzog is the bad guy and that's Mm -hmm. oh seriously (laughs) I didn't know that okay dude you gotta you gotta watch this movie i mean it's like i don't want to like oversell it because it's like one of those things where it's like i remember when denise and i went and saw it it was just like all right yeah we'll go see this because and then and then and then it was just like a pleasant surprise yeah oh this is actually a lot of fun but it isn't like it's very much a dad movie right you know yeah that's fine so it's perfect for like a like a sunday afternoon
0: right okay yeah yeah and i picked it up a while ago for like four bucks and i was like yeah "Yeah, it's got he's just like he's just
2: yeah he's a total just like it's like man on a mission kind of thing but he's just so fun to watch it's one of those rare occasions too where everybody's angry about the casting of something and because apparently the jack reacher books are like a thing yeah um, but everybody was mad because they wanted michael shannon to play uh, jack reacher um which would have been cool too but it's just one of those things where it's like, Oh, this is so much fun. You know, like um Hugh Jackman as Wolverine or uh uh Heath Ledger as the as the Joker, you know, everybody was complaining about or it before they actually saw it. Tom
0: Cruise as Lestat.
2: Tom Cruise as Lestat, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um So yeah, always defies expectation. Um yeah, good movie. Cool. Well, well yeah, my my, okay. my my cruise minute is that uh issues going down on the old Mission Impossible seven set. Uh very sad. They really? had Yeah, they had to shut down filming. Wow. His crew is refusing to work any longer. <laughs> so I don't really know what that means for the movie. It's very unclear whether they're just like, all right, I guess we'll just go edit what we have, or, but they went Do they mean to... because,
1: has the shoot dragged on?
2: Yeah, and like, okay. the UK is, a lot of the crew is from the UK, and their UK is like- implosing...
1: They need like, I don't know, 29 weeks of vacation a year anyway, so- <laughs> Right.
2: that is true that is true <laughs> i work for i work for a company that uh is was originally based in the uk and like so um basically from the entire month of august is like a dead zone uh but uh yeah, yeah we can we can uh complain about british people on our other podcast um <laughs> <laughs> but yeah apparently they're they're about to impose new restrictions in the uk or probably already did maybe article yeah i mean by the time people listen to this it will Mission Impossible Eight will be out, but yeah. Um, yeah, so they had to shut down filming. I don't know what's going on with the movie, and I hope no, Tom's okay.
0: Me too. We're, we're rooting for you, Tom. Kit,
2: do you have anything for your cruise minute?
1: Mm. no.
2: Okay. Well, who do you think he should have played in this movie, the witch?
1: Oh, you know, I think we'd said earlier I would love to see Tom Cruise like play the dad. In a horror movie, in a house horror movie, which this isn't really exactly that, but um, you know who he could have been? Okay, this is who he'll be. He should have been the voice of the goat.
2: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Would you like the butter kit?
1: That would be cool.
2: That would have been good. Yeah. Oh, speaking of... Would
1: you like to live deliciously? Yes.
0: So, you know how he asked if she wants, like, a taste of the butter or something like that? Mm-hmm. I, I looked – something I was looking at, they said that that was actually a thing because you couldn't have butter, like, four days a week or something like that. Like, you had to fast from meat and butter and all these things. And so, like, in Southern Europe, that was fine because – like, you know, in Rome, that was fine because they didn't eat – it wasn't that he- part, heavy a part of their diet. But in Northern Europe, yeah, they were, like well. – Yeah, they were like, "We can't eat fucking butter. We can't eat meat. Like, what the hell? That's what we eat. We're gonna starve to death." Um, Mm -hmm. Because like the fast days were like it was like four days a week, and so it's like that's you know most of your year, and Mm -hmm. so that was actually a thing. Like, I guess it would have been a thing in the 1600s. Like, like Satan would be like, "You want some butter?" And you'd be like, "Yeah, I do. I would. I'm eating a muffin here, and it is terrible without butter. I commit my life to you, or whatever."
2: uh, (laughs) um, Uh, I think uh, Tom Cruise should have played the witch. Yeah. Yeah i think I'd like to see that.
1: It's kind of like Lestat when he's all fucked up. Exactly.
2: Yeah.
0: Although realistically, I think I would have put him as one of like the town fathers um, at the beginning. No, because he looks...
2: Mm. Think about how good he looks in like prosthesis, like the <laughs> bad anti-Semitic character in yeah. <laughs> Tropic Thunder or something like that. Like yeah. picture that naked, but Tom
1: Cruise. You know what I like about that? Rubbing
2: baby Even juice though all over himself.
1: <laughs> I know that that character is like kind of weird, but it is... But the part that's really funny about it that holds up is the big hands, and that was fat something hands. he I wanted. I want fat hands.
2: <laughs> that's that. That was his entire way in. He just called Ben Stiller and said, "I want to. I'll be in this movie, but and I want to have fat hands and dance." And both of them, he does. Gra- I mean, that's the thing. It's like maybe that hasn't aged the best, but it's like looking back on it, it's like he did great. I think I'm going to give it a pass because I believe he Ben comes Stiller off
0: is a Jewish fella,
2: and he directed. Well, and home. then also they weren't specifically going after jewish people no but i mean it certainly uh, it
0: comes off like that type of a caricature but it was Mm -hmm. you know if it was from the
2: imagination of ben stiller then i think he'd get a pass well and they were also going they were going what was what is the guy there's a documentary about him like he was an old studio exec who like had like ties with the mob and stuff len Mm -hmm. wiseman oh okay well that's
1: the director of underworld
2: no that's no wait no no, that's that's len wiseman i'm like what Wasserman, Who? Len Wasserman. Oh. That's what his name.
1: Is. You said Len Wiseman.
2: I said, uh, but I meant like Weiss, and you're, not Wise. <laughs> <laughs> but Wasserman. What was I Len thinking?
1: Wasser- <laughs> yeah.
2: It's oh. an important distinction, Kit. Uh, Len Wasserman. Yeah. So, like, like the glasses and stuff that he wears are very similar to Len Wasserman's glasses. Uh, mm. But yeah, read, there's a good documentary about him. Okay, cool. Uh-huh. So well, that, but know. that was that's that's who they were I think they were making a but I think the the character is an amalgamation of like several people, but that's heavily influenced by that too. Okay.
0: Well, very cool. Uh thank you for joining us tonight, folks. Please join us next week for was it the Scarlet Letter? Is that what we're doing? Or was yeah. it Yeah. Okay. Uh so nineteen ninety four Scarlet Letter? Uh Something? yeah. Four okay. or five or six. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh yeah please join us next week for the scarlet letter but little... wait
2: oh yeah oh, you were no. doing it <laughs> <laughs> i uh, tried okay. to signal you uh well, <laughs> you're in the dark <laughs> you are just all black <laughs> you're so um
0: yeah anyhow uh Please join us next week. Thank you very much. Uh, Slow Motion Triple feature was recorded in a cozy cottage back in the village because there's no way we're going out to record in those woods. Special <laughs> thanks to our producer, Lee, the man in the booth who makes us sound great. If you'd like to contact us, please do so at slowmotiontriple at gmail.com.